Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Mavs podcast. As always, I am your host, Wyatt Huskins, alongside Alex Tosopoulos. And Alex, the winning streak comes to an end as the Celtics come into Dallas and kind of whoop our ass. That's the only way I think I can put a spin on this game, especially as a Dallas Mavericks fan. They just kind of beat us in every level. Was there any – let's start off with the positives and, well, and then we can address the negatives. If there were well, any hold positives – we're seven and one in our last eight games. Hey, there, there you go. There's a positive. Exactly the attitude I would like to start off with. I know that they beat us. I know that they beat us bad, but we are seven and one in our last eight games. From this game specifically, is there a moment or you know a time of this game, potentially a player, Jaden Hardy, that you take away as a positive from this ass beat? Yeah, I mean, I think anytime. Jaden Hardy gets to step on, you know, the NBA floor instead of the G League floor. Yes. Um, it's valuable for him, for his career, for him as a Maverick. And I think, you know, one thing we knew from his G League stint last year, from this year, things that we've talked about, things that the, the Mavericks front office knew because of why they drafted him. This guy can score the basketball. There is no debate there. Um, and he can score a plenty and he can score quick. I mean, he had more more points than Tim Hardaway had in in 35 minutes, and he only played what like 13, not even. Eight, I've got 15. Nine? I've got, got 15, 15 on the box score that I'm looking at. I thought um, one of his earlier buckets was a wide open corner three facilitated from Luca, creating some you know dribble penetration um, pressure on the defense. Then he kicked it out, and Hardy was ready to shoot. He had his feet set. And uh, he he ripped the cord on that one. So that was a really cool moment because I, obviously I know that like he can score the basketball with the ball in his hands, creating off the dribble. Um, he had a couple of nice step backs on Grant Williams, which of course like Grant Williams, who deserves some laud from this game. He played really, really well. And I appreciate that he was wearing the Luka Doncic yes. shoes as well. Um, but he is a solid defender, but he is a, a, a bad matchup um, for Jaden Hardy, a bad matchup in favor of Hardy, I should say. And Hardy took advantage of that. I thought he, um, the one thing I, I've kind of noticed, and I saw this when I got to see him in person at the G League, or um, sorry, in Summer League, is that he's not quite as tight with the ball when he's handling as I'd like him to be. And obviously, yeah. you know, I'm sure he's extensively working with Sham God. Yes. Um, but to see him on a fast break layup, kind of put the ball between two defenders, stay strong with it, finish with his left hand, put the ball on the deck another time, and and extend with his right arm away from the defender. I can't remember who was defending. It was Tatum. Um, And he had a nice little right-handed lay. Good advancement from a really young player who I think, you know, has some promise down the line. Um, Look, when you, when you pair their roster next to ours, it's not very comparable. When Luca leaves with an ankle injury, you know, in the first quarter, that never bodes well for a Mavericks team that doesn't have a lot of other options. 
Um, when he comes back and he's having a coughing fit the entire next two quarters that he's in, like it seemed to me that he's either sick, exhausted, something isn't right, or or just the ankle. And you know, I, he does uh, he does like to exaggerate every now and then. We 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 love our guy Luca for that, of course. I I um, think he limps at least once a game. It, that's my guesstimation. It it's it's like I think he has like a some sort of some sort of forearm injury every single game. I think yeah. it's kind of just a tick that he has, like that he rubs his forearm, but he also like falls on it a lot. Yeah. A lot. Um, no, but I mean, he was, he was fine in glimpses, but he definitely didn't have his, his usual spurt, um, usual pep that he has in his step. I thought would, you know, he, he tried, he played decently. He, he forced some things, but he did get to the rim and we, 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 you know, sought after some matchups with him and Spencer. Um, they were both relatively effective. Spencer actually was pretty good in this game. Um, but he's been good all season. So yeah. not not a surprise there. It just was a bummer of a game to watch from a defensive standpoint where in the first half where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are not hitting their shots. And I know Tatum ended up with a triple-double, and we can talk a little bit about that later. Um, but I just felt like the Mavericks were on their heels defensively the entire game. Yeah, And that's what this Celtics team is able to do. Yes, they have two one superstar, one guy that's, you know, meddling between star and superstar with Jalen Brown. Um, but typically like one of them gives you a good night every single night. If you're the Celtics on offense, then the other guys are able to dribble. They're able to pass. They're able to shoot. They play with the, they play with each other really well. They're not afraid to give up the rock. Um, and they, they just end up shooting a ton of wide open threes. They shot well in the first half. We caught ourselves, uh, down and we weren't going to come back unless we shot just unbelievably well which yeah. we weren't doing in this yeah. game so that's kind of the the tail of the tape from my end yeah it's that three D D that i talked about last episode of everybody can do everything and right. if you're not absolutely perfect on your rotations every single time down the floor which obviously the mavericks were not this game right it's 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 really a struggle especially when like i said you're missing so many key defensive players. And I did see a clip of Josh Green going one-on-ones today in practice against, I believe it was A.J. Lawson. Yeah, and... I, saw, I saw a report. It was one-on-ones, two-on-twos, and three-on-threes. Okay, cool. I didn't see that, but I did see the video of him playing one-on-one, and that's just an amazing sign, something that the this Dallas Mavericks team really needs. Um, even though, you know, we are 8-1 and one in our last – or 7-1 and one in our last eight games, we do need him back. We need Doe back you know, RIP Maxi for the season for most likely, but it's just when, you know, the Mavericks are this far down and you're not absolutely perfect on both ends of the floor. It's makes it really tough to beat such a talented and deep team. Um, There's a reason that they have the best record in the NBA and they showed it this game, even though like, like you said, Jason and Jalen didn't have good games, but the others are able to elevate their play. And that's just a recipe for success and a, a recipe for an NBA championship. If we're being honest, hey, they so were your front runners. They they, they are my front. They still are my front runners. I still I still stand by that. Um, I believe that those guys, you know, even though that they had poor games overall, especially in the first half, but when they're playing well, when Jalen and Jason are playing well, it's just it's just scary. It's just scary at this point. Um, yeah. They're, like you said, not afraid to move the rock, and that's always a great sign for a great team. And, you know, speaking of Jaden Hardy, which we did touch on a little bit, do you think I'm, – I'm assuming the answer is yes, but just to put it out there, his performance last night, is that part of the reason Kimball Walker is no longer on this Dallas Mavericks team? 
I actually. I, is it just the guaranteed money thing or is it, yeah, is it a little I bit of both? Maybe it's a little bit of both the timing of it all. Right. We could still sign him to another 10 day. Um, if we want, I doubt we will, but I actually think it has more to do with McKinley, right. than it does with Jaden Hardy because yep. of what McKinley has been able to do um, when he's out there from the defensive side of the ball. And he has definitely not been a net negative when he's out there on defense on offense. Right. There are certainly things that, you know, he needs to, he needs to gain confidence in his shot. He needs to gain confidence in his floater. Um, some of that's really tough, right? Cause he's just, a, he's a small guy in comparison yeah. to the other NBA players that are out there, especially against a team like the Celtics, where you like, you look at their guards, like smart six, four white, six, five Brogdon, six, five, all those guys are, they're big guards. Um, and they can all defend well at that. So I, I think it's the McKinley, right? You know, Hardy, but look like we, we get into the, the playoffs and that's a long way away. Um, Hardy's not going to play a lot of minutes. Yeah. We know that, right? Like yeah. we know that this current version of this Mavericks team, at least in this year, in, in this year, um, we're not going to see a lot of, of Jaden Hardy minutes. We would see McKinley Wright in a playoff game before we would see Jaden Hardy right now. Um, in my opinion, I, I and think, a lot, of, I think I agree with you there. And, and a lot of it has to do with matchups, right? We might not see either of them depending on who we're playing. Right. And I think, yes, we, especially against a team like the Celtics where the two best players are their wings. We're, we're absolutely missing green. We're heavily missing Dorian. Um, Reggie is put into a position where, you know, he's forced to do a lot on defense. And of course we yeah. know that that takes away from his offense. Yep. And then he puts up another 37 minute performance where he goes over one. So, you know, and, and all of the, the Twitter haters come after him and it's a matter of circumstance as it often is with Reggie, right? Yeah. Like, He's a guy that only really takes shots when they're catch and shoot threes in the corner or at the wing. Um, he's not creating his own shot, so he's not often going to put up more than seven shots in a game, even when he does shoot, quote-unquote, a lot, right? Yeah. Like, Spencer has the ball in his hands, he's creating for himself. Luke has the ball in his hands, he's creating for himself or for others. And and so I think, like, maybe at some times it's, a, it's an unfair criticism against Reggie. It's also, like, we have the team that we have. You want those those triple d guys you want the guys that can defend drive um and and what is it what is it three three and d, Defense, oh, three d, yeah. And d. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah hit threes hit spot of threes obviously yeah. but that's not what our roster is right now right. like it, we literally have to trade seven of our players for guys like that to have that um yeah. we have what we have and maybe that'll get tweaked you know the the interesting conversation i i think in the past week before the Celtics game was what's up with the wood extension. What are we doing yeah. here? And of course, you know, Mark Stein has a report that comes out that says if they don't extend him, they will trade shop him. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see with that. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? What's your gut reaction there? Oh, I, I think that, that I think you should try everything in your power to extend him. I think that he obviously wants to be here. Right. And he plays really well next to Luca and Luca really likes him and likes playing with him. I think those, all those three things, you know, and not, and that's just not even to mention his talent on the floor. Right. So I think you do everything in your power to trade wood because at the end of the day, what, I mean, did I say trade wood? I mean, extend wood when you trade wood, right. If, if you put him on the trade block, what exactly are you getting back? I don't think that people are thinking, of, I don't know. I don't think that the Mavericks front office is maybe thinking about that. Cause what could you truly, are you thinking that you could package something around Christian Wood to get a long-term better piece? I don't think so. I think that the guys out there on the market, you know, 
whether it's Zach Levine, Boyan Bogdanovich, Miles Turner, like are those necessarily an upgrade on Christian Wood? I, I even struggle to say that Zach Levine is, even though he's a really good player, right? But does he bring to the table what Christian Wood does not? Um, I don't think that he does. And I don't even know if we have the assets to get him. I don't know if we have the assets to get any one of those players. I just like if if you're moving Wood, you're losing in you in Luka Doncic's young career, you're you're losing his best pick and roll partner yes. thus far. Mm-hmm. And to to take that and trade that as a core piece in a Zach Levine trade, now you you're missing. Okay, you Reggie can can screen for him. We know that that worked really really well last year, right? Highly efficient mm-hmm. pick and roll duo um, with that pick and pop action that Reggie was a part of. Dwight, of course, you know, roll into the rim. We know that that's there. Um, but the versatility with Wood as a pick and roll guy, as a pick and pop guy, you know, what he does interior defense for us, at least in the past during this winning streak that has now been broken by the Celtics. And what I saw was a more glaring issue, honestly, than not having our wing defenders. Yes. Not having more depth at the big position. JaVale McGee, as soon as he got on the court, I wanted him off the court. And worst player in the NBA, dude. I don't know. (laughs) You've said it. You've said it multiple times now at this point. You're a broken record. (laughs) And, but you look at what this Celtics team has and, you know, they have Robert Williams, right? They have Al Horford. Christian Wood can only be playing on one of those guys. Yeah. We don't have Maxi Kleba, who is our second best rim protector on this team besides Christian Wood now. And typically I would say that when he's at full health, outside of the last 10 games, I put him ahead of Christian Wood, right? He's our, he's our best rim protector. Yeah. We don't have that. And we are severely lacking in the front court. Yes. And we need some serious help there, especially when you look at the teams that are at the top of the West with Jokic, with Zion, once he comes back healthy, they also have Jonas Valanciunas on that team. Steven mm-hmm. Adams on the Memphis Grizzly, Grizzlies. Guess what? He's been mopping up on the boards. He's had two games over 20 rebounds in the last three games that they've played. Jaron Jackson Jr. just had an awesome game. Watch out for him. They also have Brandon Clark. Like these teams can create rim pressure. If the Lakers manage to sneak into the playoffs, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Like you need a big, the only one, the only team I'm not worried about because we've already seen them without a big is the Suns. Cause I don't think Deandre Ayton can do enough and we're just going to hunt that matchup. But did you see his half court shots on Twitter the other day? No, I didn't. Oh, it was Granny Smith shots from half court, dude. It made me want to cry. I was too busy noticing that in their last two games, they've lost and without Booker, and they scored under 90 points, which rarely happens in the modern in, in NBA. Um, yeah, they've got some serious issues that they're trying to to figure out over there. But we're still, what are we? We're the fifth seed right now, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Let me double actually, check. Uh, actually, we're still the fourth seed. Because the Clippers lost. The Clippers got mm. piped by the Nuggets last night. Yes, they did. Bones um, Highland. And the and Light the Beam Kings have slid. Not slid, I guess. They've they've been bumped up to the fifth place, which good thing I took that over bet on wins nice. beginning, to begin the year at betonline.ag. Promo code <laughs> believe, B-L-E-A-V. Perfect 50, plug. That's, that was perfect. 50% off on your first deposit. Uh, we love our friends over at BetOnline. But yeah, man, I, I think... Um, we need more games like this against teams like the Celtics, but we need them with Dorian and with Josh Green back. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you make some really great points. I think that, you know, I, you know, processing what you just said. So you would for sure rather have 
say in a scenario, you're not giving up Seawood, but in a package surrounding Tim Hardaway Jr. plus picks, right? I think it's the best scenario when it comes to getting a, a better player is about the only way that we're going to get it. So you'd rather have Miles Turner than Zach Levine if that's if if either of those is available, right? For the for that right package, right? Do, would what, you rather have I, Miles Turner? Dif- or Zach what's Levine? the difference in what I'm giving up? I mean, you probably have to give up more draft draft capital for Levine, right? Is right. what I'm thinking. I don't even know if Tim Hardaway Jr. I, I really doubt that it really gets the deal done. But I'm just in this hypothetical. I think you probably give up at least one or two more first round rounders or pick swaps, whatever yeah. you want to do. And then Miles Turner, obviously being, if they're going to trade him, it's going to be because he's on that expiring contract and a contract decision hasn't been reached. So the thing with Tim Hardaway is like, if if you want to create a trade barometer game where at a hundred percent on the barometer, that means that a trade, that a team really, really wants him. Yeah. Every two weeks it goes from a hundred percent to 5%. (laughs) Yeah. Which guess what? Those NBA GMs are paying a lot more attention to it. Yeah. to it than we give them credit for. They've got an entire team and staff dedicated to that kind of stuff, to scouting other teams. Um, so they're seeing the exact same ebb and flow and inconsistency from Tim, um, you know, that that we are. And I think like, you know, I've seen a lot of, of Mavs Twitter kind of posing a guy that we could go after as FVV, Fred Van Vliet, right? Because mm-hmm. he's having a down year and, and similar discussions that we had with John Collins earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a guy we can go after? But for guys like that, like Van Vliet and Turner's a little bit younger than Van Vliet is, but like, I, and Turner's having a good season. So it's a little yeah. bit of a different discussion, right? Zach Levine not having quite as good of a season doesn't look exactly the same as he did prior to the injury. Um, I just get worried about those guys. Cause if we give, if we give up too many assets, we don't have a lot to begin with, right? If we give up two of those first round picks, we're mortgaging our future yeah, and we're losing a guy like Josh green and a guy like Jaden Hardy, who are basically our only young players on the team. Like yeah. what happens when it doesn't work out? Then what do we do? That's a, that's the real question, right? I don't know. I, I say Tim Hardaway to, for miles Turner, just because I know Rick knows and loves Tim Hardaway jr. That's a fact. And that would maybe be the reason I go there with Tim and maybe not have to give up one of those guys. But but think about it from their angle, right? If they Mm -hmm. know that they're moving away from Buddy, okay, that makes sense. But if you're not, why do you need him? You also have Duarte, who's like pretty much a catch-and-shoot guy now as well, too. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to have MT on our team. I'd love to. Oh, absolutely. I've always – he's been – he's one of the – more perfect fits in this system that we run with just because you could you could run both him and see what like we mentioned a few weeks ago on the floor at the same time and have mt just in the corner ready to shoot a three right he doesn't yep. even have to do that much on offense if he just focuses on his defense rebounding and shooting like it would be stellar especially with maxi kleba being hurt for the rest of the year let's turn our attention to the pelicans matchup i'm pretty sure zion's not gonna play Right. That's that's the consensus. Luca. No Zion. No, no Ingram. No Ingram. Yep. Luca a little dinged up. Does that automatic like if you look at this game with both those guys being out and Luca is, hey, we should probably give him a game of rest. I don't know what they're thinking at this moment. That's, you know, after coughing, you know, after coming out of that from that injury. It just to me, that points to exha- exhaustion more than anything. I think that he could probably use a break. I'm really surprised they didn't give him the, the day off and uh, the, during this win streak. Do you consider doing that? And if so, 
what are our chances against a CJ McCollum led Pelicans team? Um, I I don't think you gave him a quarter off. I this right. is I'm sounding I'm sounding like a like an old head kind of right now. But you you gave <laughs> you gave him a quarter off if he's not sick. If he's sick, you know, obviously you shouldn't be playing. Right. Um, if the ankle's okay, and look, team again, team doctors know better than we do. Like if yeah, he can go on the ankle and they tell him he can. I think he should be going. This is uh, a team that's ahead of us in the standings right now, and a, and a win against them, even without Ingram, even without Zion, is meaningful. The rest of their guys are playing really good basketball right now. Yeah, Trey Murphy is on fire. So let's let's and he's going to want to make a statement. Like he's playing for his starting position. Last year, yeah. Herb Jones started over him. This is important basketball for him during this stretch. He wants to solidify, you know, a rotational spot in the playoffs. So um, yeah, I think I think Luca's got to go and. Hope maybe Josh gets in there. I I don't know. I, I'd imagine not. I'd imagine he doesn't come back until probably like late next week. Yeah, um, I think that's all something from that, like that from Jason Kidd today. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like he may either him or Doe or both could play by the end of next week. I think I saw that somewhere. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I it's a Saturday night game, Mavs Pelicans. It should be in theory like kind of a blockbuster game, just like the Celtics one was. Um, I appreciate Luca going out there and gridding it out um, and, and giving fans a, a good matchup. He's not even playing past 30, so he might as well be out there. I mean, he's going to he's gonna be on the farm in Slovenia at that point. So yeah. Yeah. I, I expect him to play. Um, yeah, I mean, the one we kind of just got to wait and see. And then we'll, you know, we'll recap that that Pels game, obviously. Um, I just the last thing on the Celtics. I understand where the criticism was with with uh, Tatum staying in the game. It's his second triple double. Um, but look like th- I think they're six and seven or, or seven and eight in their last 15 games. The team that started the NBA hotter than anyone still the best offensive rating in the NBA, but they had an abysmal loss against the thunder without Shea Gilgis. So I don't fault Missoula for keeping his starters in to, to have them get some confident run um, against, you know, a depleted Mavericks team. Yeah. Like I, I completely understand why those guys were still in the game. Yeah. Teams need wins like that. You need to be able to get back into that role, especially in such a long season, like the NBA has, you gotta, there's always going to be that roller coaster ride. Right. And a win like this for the Celtics to keep their guys in and kind of get back into the flow of the game and get back into the flow of season and get back into the flow of winning basketball games. That's super important. Like I said, especially for a really good team like the Celtics, is there any last thoughts? I know you just said for the Celtics, anything else that you'd like to touch on before we head out of here? I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm yeah. excited though about the last of us that, uh, yes, that show to come out on HBO. Yes. I recently watched the menu. Why you should okay. check that movie out. Okay. It's also on HBO. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I will give my shout out to the bad batch, which just had their season two premiere on Wednesday. And I watched earlier today. So it was go. really good. Really excited about that. Really excited about The Last of Us. So I will be checking that out for sure. I saw someone list uh, Bad Batch as their favorite show of 2022. Interesting. That's... I think it didn't come out in 2022, right? It came out in maybe? 2021, yeah. Yeah, I think they had just watched it last year, and they were okay. putting it on their kind of like really year, year in review show um, yeah. as number one. So Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I, I think it's a really good show. I don't know about number one for either of those years. I got to be honest. Uh, I think Andor, if we're going to talk about a Star Wars show, is probably the best one that they've made so far. It's just ungodly good. Like, I, I, I there's no 
I have not the words to describe how good that show is. Um, just very gritty. Just a very good change of pace, I would say, for a Star Wars fan like myself. But that's going to do it for the Believe in Math podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, peace. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.